0: It's Cookie Lab.
1: Hi, and welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill.
0: And I'm Chris. And Jill, happy National Cheesecake Day.
1: Wow! Ooh, yes, This is definitely a, a holiday I will enjoy.
0: Yes. It's a big celebration here in the Cookie Lab. Even though we're not a cake lab, we can appreciate all of the different bakery accomplishments. Sure. Just like the fish food ice cream made me think there ought to be a fish food cookie. When I saw that today was National Cheesecake Day, I said, there ought to be a cheesecake cookie.
1: I know of a cheesecake brownie. Yeah, sure. That is really a top treat in my book, and but it never occurred to me to have a cheesecake c- cookie. So I'm looking forward to what you have cooked up.
0: Well, I just went online and I discovered the cheesecake cookie. There are several different recipes, but I went with the recipe from justataste.com by a woman who calls herself Kelly.
1: I'm sure that's her name. And I don't understand (laughs) why we only have to have just a taste because I know I'm going to want to eat the whole cookie.
0: Yes, you can eat the whole cookie. And I think it's going to be delicious. The main ingredient is cream cheese.
1: Yes, and I'm a fan.
0: You know, it, it just uh, substitutes, this cookie is your basic uh, chocolate chip cookie recipe, but it substitutes cream cheese for some of the butter, mm-hmm. and it uses a lot of brown sugar and white mm-hmm. chocolate chips.
1: It doesn't have a graham cracker crust on the bottom, though.
0: That might be a good addition. We might have to go back to the laboratory and figure that out. Jill. Yes. When we started Cookie Lab, we said, I bet we could find stories for many cookies.
1: Yes. Every cookie has a story. Yeah,
0: but I didn't really believe that. I I figured we'd, we'd have to make some up. But
1: we e- don't make anything up. Every
0: time I go and I say, well, there's probably not going to be anything about this, I fall into a treasure trove of history. And today.
1: <laughs> I'm so happy for you.
0: <laughs> did you know that the cheesecake <laughs> involves Martha Washington and ancient Greeks?
1: I didn't. Well,
0: you're about to find out. So by the 5th century BC, the ancient Greeks had made the earliest known rudimentary cheesecakes. And most of this information comes from juniorscheesecakes.com. Yeah,
1: this is hilarious to me. Like, when you say cheesecake, I think about... Like Jewish, you know, mothers in New York City. Yeah, maybe 1920s, and, and, but, but 1940s. You, yeah, or even even earlier. But but when you when you bust out ancient Greek, suddenly I'm imagining like people in togas with you know spring-form pans. Like what? <laughs> 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 talk to me. Talk to me about the well, the ancient Greek
0: it, cheesecake. It's interesting. They they used an earthenware griddle. A so griddle. Okay. so some type of clay like griddle. And they made plecos, meaning a flat mass. If I am going out for dessert, I definitely want a flat mass. A uh, flat
1: mass. The, as the most massive flat mass we can... Yeah.
0: Yes, please. So it consisted of patties of fresh cheese pounded smooth with flour and honey and cooked on an earthenware griddle. And okay. this was the earliest form of cheesecake. Not cheesecake like you and I would know. But most of what I'm going to describe is not cheesecake a like cake, you and I would. A
1: make. cake made of cheese.
0: Yes, that was a cake made of cheese. In late medieval Europe, <laughs> cheesecake reemerged in tart form.
1: Like a phoenix from the ashes.
0: With a pastry base. And in fact, the first English cookbook, and it's called The Form of Curry from 1390.
1: What? The Form of Curry from 1390, there's, there's a lot to wonder about there.
0: There is a lot, and we'll have to do some more research about the cookbook, The Form of Curry, um, copyrighted in 1390. But it consisted of a collection of English recipes compiled by the cooks of King Richard II, and it included two cheese tarts. The sambicade, uh, containing cheese curd, egg whites, rose water, and elderflowers, and de tarte de brie, the word brie was an old Norman word for pounded, referring to the method of preparing the cheese. And that was made with ruyan, a semi-soft cow's cheese, egg yolks, and ground ginger. Mm. they're a very, very, very either flowery tasting dessert or kind In of a contrast s- to what ginger. we know of as cheesecake. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I mean,
1: certainly the, the Cheesecake Factory people have introduced, you know, probably reintroduced every possible I imagine permutation. so, yeah.
0: The, but for, until then. For the next 500 years, yeah, almost yeah. every subsequent English cookbook contained at least one cheesecake recipe.
1: Until the Burlington Mall was built. Yes,
0: and the Cheesecake Factory came along. So, yeah. considering that the English love their cheesecake, it's hardly surprising to find the, that the cheesecake made its way to the American
1: colonies. No, but it is, because I didn't even know the English did love cheesecake. Well, I, I would have put... Uh, if you asked me, if you said, did you... No, know, if you said, where do you think the cheesecake came from? I would have been like, the shtetl, you know? <laughs>
0: It traces its roots back to ancient Greece, but somehow it popped up in England.
1: Okay. It's across the pond now. In
0: 1730, Philadelphia...
1: Home of of Philadelphia cream cheese.
0: Oh, ironic. They boasted the Cheesecake House Tavern. And guess what they served? (coughs)
1: Nachos.
0: (laughs) Ale. Martha Washington... She had a cookbook called The Book of Cookery and Book of Sweet Meats that was written in 1625. And it was given to her on her wedding day. And it offered three cheesecakes and a baked curd pudding, which is basically a cheesecake without
1: a crust. Baked curd pudding. So when you said Martha Washington had a cookbook, my brain went to like she wrote the cookbook, Mm -hmm. you know. Because the first ladies always have a crusade. Maybe hers was about cheesecake. Yeah. And uh, no, but this spreading, was a, a spreading book in her cake. possession. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: Gifted to her.
1: I thought she was like a, an OG influencer. Right. She
0: actually, uh, she went by the nom de plume. Betty Crocker.
1: No, no. (laughs) We talked about Betty Crocker on a different episode. That's right, we Don't confuse the listeners.
0: No, that's not true. But what is true is that they were all flavored with rosewater, spices, currants, and baked in pastry crusts.
1: Which is, again, still a little different. The the cheesecake is evolving before my very ears here on Cookie Lab.
0: (laughs) So Eliza Leslie in 1828... In our own hometown of Boston, came up with 75 recipes for pastry, cakes, and sweetmeats and provided a cheesecake also flavored with rosewater, spices, and currants. And in the 19th century, lemon and vanilla replaced rosewater and spices as
1: the predominant cheesecake
0: flavoring. So now we are into the more modern cheesecake
1: How did we get rid of the currants mercifully?
0: The basis of many American cheesecakes dramatically changed in the 1930s because that was when cream cheese was invented.
1: Are you telling me there wasn't cream cheese before or wasn't just like mass produced?
0: uh, Well, no, they used curd cheeses before that, which were kind of crumbly.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like farmer cheese, right?
0: There was an early use of cream cheese in cakes in the August-September 1909 issue of the Boston Cooking School magazine. It wasn't really until the 1930s that cream cheese came around because in the late 1920 stabilizers were invented and without them the cheese would break up during baking resulting in a grainy texture
1: i see i see so
0: once we have a stable cream cheese enter arnold rubin a german jewish immigrant who owned a succession of Manhattan restaurants. And he's credited...
1: Now we're talking. ...with
0: introducing the New York Cheesecake.
1: Oh, that's what it is. There is cheesecake before, but I only know of New York cheesecake. It's not my imagination. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's a variant of, of cheesecakes. Okay. So guess what Arnold Rubin also claimed to have created? The bagel. No, but you're close. 1914, the famous Reuben...
1: Sandwich.
0: Yeah, rye bread, Russian dressing, topped with sauerkraut, slices of corned beef, Swiss cheese, grilled on both sides.
1: Oh my gosh, my mouth is watering. That guy is an American hero. and We we should have him on the money.
0: And his story is that he had a cheese pie at a dinner party. He acquired the recipe from the hostess, tinkered with the ingredients, substituted cream cheese for curds. And served it in his restaurant in the 30s. And it really, really, really took off.
1: It sure did. Yeah.
0: I bet you didn't think there was gonna be that much history about cheesecake.
1: I I never thought about it before. And I'm so glad you uh, have brought it to light. Yeah.
0: And I am so exhausted from all of that research that it is now time. I must rejuvenate myself with a cookie.
1: Okay, let's eat the cookie now. I wanna tell the listeners it is a perfect looking circle with the most appealing texture of a of a cookie that you would want to eat.
0: It's beautifully caramelized on the bottom. It has white chocolate kind of poking out of it a bit.
1: I'm chewy.
0: Oh, we're going for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mmm. Oh, sweet. That brown sugar and vanilla hits you right off. It is beautifully chewy. It doesn't really taste like cheesecake.
1: It doesn't taste like cheesecake.
0: Except for the white chocolate chips. If you get a mouthful of the white chocolate chips, it tastes like there
1: cheesecake. Is a, there is a creamy flavor, but in this case, it's not really revealing itself to be, you know, like your now legendary cider donut, yeah. apple cider donut cookie. Was like eating an apple cider donut, only it was a cookie. This isn't... This is a delicious cookie, but I don't feel like it's... I'm like, I'm eating cheesecake in a cookie.
0: It is a delicious treat.
1: It is so good.
0: And I would eat it... So moist and chewy. Any day. I don't think you need to wait for National Cheesecake Day. And it is somewhat soft, and it looks a bit unbaked in the center, but I think that's the cheesecake because... I baked these for even a little longer than what it it called for, which was the ten to fourteen minutes.
1: It's just beautifully cooked. I wouldn't I wouldn't question that at all.
0: Yeah, thoroughly enjoyable cookie.
1: But we might need to go back to the lab to find uh, if for next National Cheesecake Day something perhaps even even more cheesecakey.
0: Yeah, we have to. I'll have to sample some cheesecakes now and see what's <laughs> missing. <laughs> All right. Do you want to know about the cheesecake science?
1: I sure do. This is just like a, a an extraordinary episode for me to take in.
0: Mm. Well, cream cheese is a soft cheese. For sure. It made me wonder kind of why is it soft as opposed to a cheddar or a Swiss. And it's even softer, I think, than a brie. Well, it's a soft, unaged cheese with a slight tang. Would you agree?
1: mm Yes, I would agree.
0: Yeah. As we've mentioned, any citation of cream cheese before 1875, such as Martha Washington's Book of Cookery, referred to what is also known as slipcoat cheese rich milk. Slipcoat cheese. Mixed with heavy cream, mixed with a little rennet, which makes it coagulate. It's drained left to ripen in uh, muslin or cabbage leaves for several days until the exterior dried, forming a loose rind, and then there was a creamy exterior, and you would eat it right away. In 1872, William A. Lawrence, a dairyman in Chester, New York, was trying to imitate a neighbor's Neufchatel cheese, which was a soft and crumbly unripened cow's milk cheese today we think of neufchatel cheese as the fat-free version or the lower yeah it's like a slightly different
1: cream cheese that i would substitute if the store was out of cream cheese
0: right three years later a new york grocery firm approached lawrence about making a richer version of the slipcoat cheese and what he did was he ...added large amounts of heavy cream to create a lusher, silkier, and more spreadable cheese, and he named it cream cheese.
1: Oh, no wonder. No wonder. (laughs) It's called that because it's full of cream. full
0: of cream. Today, lactic acid bacteria are added to the cream... Or sometimes a combination of milk and cream. And this causes the pH of the cream to decrease. Most cream cheeses are about 4 to 4.5 on the pH scale, making them slightly acidic. And that makes it coagulate. So to put it simply, uh, it turns into curds and whey. The whey is drained off. The curds are heated. Now this is key. The curds are heated. Stabilizers are added. Second key, cream cheese is formed. It's not aged, and it's eaten fresh. Well, two university labs in the United States are dedicated to cream cheese research. One is at the University of Wisconsin at Madison, and one is at Penn
1: State. Okay. That makes total sense. Those are like huge agricultural universities. I I guess I just wish I had known that, you know, there was a cream cheese lab before we started (laughs) Cookie Lab. (laughs)
0: You would have gone to work there instead of here?
1: I mean, no offense, but yeah, I don't
0: <laughs> Well, scientifically, cream cheese in the scientific world is known as one of the trickier dairy products.
1: To get right? It's
0: quite the prankster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the prankster of dairy products. It is, yeah. In
0: their natural state, you know there are lots of protein molecules in milk. And in their natural state, they have a negative charge, so they repel one another, and that's what keeps milk liquid. Okay. To solidify it, to turn it into cheese, you have to overcome this repellency. So acid-secreting bacteria are added to the milk, and the decreasing pH flips the charge of some of the milk's proteins, and the positively charged molecules attract the negatively charged ones and coagulate the liquid, eventually turning it solid. The key, here's the word of the podcast. The key
1: is getting
0: the cheese to an isoelectric state.
1: Isoelectric state.
0: Yes. That's the point at which half of the proteins are positive and half are
1: negative. Okay.
0: Left alone, the bacteria will continue producing acid and give all the molecules a positive charge, turning the... Mixture back to a liquid. It'll go to a solid and then back to a liquid.
1: I mean, I think that's probably why I like thought it was called cream cheese because it's like sort of not liquid or solid.
0: Mm, It's soft, yeah. It's like a floppy solid. It's creamy cheese. To stop this from happening, the cheese is heated until the bacteria dies, and the cheesemaker has to anticipate the isoelectric state and kill the bacteria at the right time. So it's it's as much an art as it is a science. And that's what some of what the labs have determined is that you're actually trying to make it into an isoelectric
1: state. And so like you could be wearing your white chef's coat or your white lab coat because you need both of those things. To
0: make the delicious cream in, cheese in cookies. In cream cheese lab. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. What did so, you
1: what did you wear when you made your cookies?
0: I wore a zoom sweatshirt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a, also traditional, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Now we know the history and we know that it's National Cheesecake Day today and we know that some people can't go out and and grab a cheesecake from somewhere or make a cheesecake, but if you have cream cheese, butter, flour and chips you could use chocolate chips you could use white chips you could use raspberry chips uh anything you like and you also can enjoy national cheesecake day
1: well i'm i'm like a little curious cuz the when i think of cream cheese dough like a rugelach or the or the guava cream cheese twists i have made for cookie lab it was a more of a flakier pastry dough not a cookie Dough. Like this, this is a different than other cream cheese pastries I've had. And I'm just wondering what you did to get it such a delicious uh, consistency.
0: That's <laughs> what makes it the trickster of cookies. Okay. Hmm.
1: Well, thank you for making it. It's yummy.
0: And don't forget that you might have to tell your friends and neighbors who are celebrating with you to keep their paws. Off of your cream cheese cookies. Fair warning.
1: Duly warned and duly noted. Thank you so much.
0: All right. And next week, we will see you for the next holiday.
1: Oh, yeah. I've got something special in mind for that.
0: All right. Can't wait to see it. See you next week, Jill.
1: And and eat it. Bye-bye.
0: It's Cookie Lab.